0: Let's talk about art now, head of the Investec Cape Town Art Fair. With me is Jonathan Block, joint head of Investec Wealth in Cape Town. And I think it was Picasso that said the following, Jonathan, the purpose of art is washing the dust of daily life off our souls. And after what we saw in 2018 in other asset classes, there's a lot of dust to wash off. But before we get to art and the creation of wealth through art, but also the appreciation of beauty through art and combining the two, give us a brief story of how Investec became involved. Hello,
1: Lindsay. Nice to be with you. Just over a year ago, Investec saw the opportunity of getting involved in sponsoring, becoming the lead sponsor with the what's now known as the Investec Cape Town Art Fair. It came available, and uh, we thought it's, it catered to, to a number of our clients, to their passion, to their interest, you know, like some of the international institutions sponsoring Art Basel and uh, Freeze in London, Uh, We thought it would be not only appropriate, but would be the right thing for us to do in terms of sharing this passion with our clients.
0: I think what we have to do, as I said in my introduction, is try and get across how art and wealth creation can combine. But before we do that, maybe you should tell us exactly how art as an asset class has performed since the dreadful days of 2008, 10 years ago. How has it performed against other asset classes? Because 2008, 2009 marked a low point in the equity market. Did art follow that path?
1: Well, it's quite interesting because I suppose if you bought the right piece, uh, it's performed unbelievably well. If you bought the wrong piece, it probably hasn't done much. So sometimes it's about the individual piece concerned and and the video artist that has made it or not made it. But in in average or aggregates performed exceptionally well. It has been a good asset class, but I think, you know, it's... I suppose if you're looking at it as uh, in terms of diversification of assets, uh, one would have a small percentage in art if you're looking at it purely from an investment perspective. But from my perspective, I've never looked at it as, a, as, as purely an investment perspective. I think you get so much more out of art in terms of coming home after a long day and seeing some amazing pieces of work on your walls and, and kind of cheering you up. Incredibly good for the soul also through the journey you meet some really wonderful, amazing, special people. So I think uh, for me the investment side of art is actually the least important and if you happen to get it right, uh, it's a huge bonus.
0: What particular areas have outperformed in the overall art market? When you think of art, I think of sculptures, I think of watercolours, I think of oil paintings and sketches, etc. But there must be one particular area that has managed to sort of transcend trends, if you like. I mean, bull markets and bear markets. There must be some sort of almost like defensive play in the art world.
1: That's a tricky one, especially when I'm I'm not an expert in this field by any stretch of the imagination, and, and I wouldn't even try and profess to be. And I think, I think that's an interesting point generally because I don't think one should try and be an expert. I think, I think that's, that's kind of the worry with some people getting involved in this market, Lindsay, that people are sometimes intimidated and they kind of say, "Shook, sure, what happens if I buy the wrong thing and what happens if I walk in, someone walks in and looks at it on my wall and they don't like it. And, and, and to me yeah, you know, that's part of the challenge. You actually just want to go and buy what you like. You want to enjoy it. You want to have fun in the journey. You want to learn as you go along. You know, the journey is part of the experience. As far as works that have performed well, you know, within the South African context, you know, works by Irma Stern continue to perform well, p continue to perform well, Prella continue to perform well, Eduardo Villa continue to perform well, uh, Robert Hodgins continues to perform well, you know, of the the more established names. But I think we are seeing a change. We're seeing uh, a number of young contemporary artists kind of coming through and we're seeing, you know, more auctions in that space, whether it's uh, Strauss or Aspire or standalone auctions in that space, where new records are being attained at every auction in spite of a lousy stock market and in spite of a, a tough economy. We're seeing a number of these young contemporary artists uh, doing incredibly well. So I think we are seeing a shift very much and it's not only in south africa globally you know into the the contemporary space as time
0: moves on two things stuck out for me in 2018 in the art world the most recent one was the hockney painting that went for an incredible price and he's a living artist i think it was the highest price paid for a living artist's work that was the first one but before that i think it was the beginning of this year we had the da vinci piece going for 500 million and i think it was a well-known saudi Prince that bought it and apparently it's disappeared. But the point of this question is, do those sort of events benefit the whole art market? They obviously raise awareness of art, but does it trickle down to other areas of art, the cheaper areas, the less well-known areas, or is it uh, simply the province of the super high net worth individuals in isolation, if you like? I think the fact that everyone talks about it and it's in the
1: news and in some ways aspirational, and whether it was those two events or whether it was the Banksy events at the Sotheby's auction in October where the painting self-destructed, you know, it it creates news, it creates uh, interest. So I think there's definitely a trickle-down effect with all these things. I think in that super high net worth space, you know, you are dealing in a different world and there are a whole lot of different things in play out there.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Let's go back to what you said earlier on about the percentage in a portfolio. I mean, can art or investment in art be considered as a separate asset class or should it be in conjunction with the love for art itself? And I think you've already answered that. But just reiterate your point about uh, love and appreciation and material wealth creation.
1: I think it starts
0: off maybe for a
1: lot of people when you look at global portfolios and, and we look at some of our clients offshore and it might be you know five percent or ten percent at maximum of the of their portfolio uh, on a global basis the the problem is it becomes a bit addictive and what we have found is that as they go along the journey and they get passionate about it and as I said they meet interesting people and it takes them away from a space of of day-to-day life uh, as 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 you quoted from Picasso and I think it's quite true that We all want to have a little bit of fun and I think in that space just you know getting back to our sponsorship of the Investec Cape Town Art Fair we didn't want it to be just a four-day sponsorship like so many others do. We wanted to be a journey with our clients and and our friends in that we had seven art lunches in Cape Town this year with galleries, collectors, artists, auction houses. We had a number of dinners in Johannesburg with, with top collectors and artists. We had a wonderful breakfast in, in London during Freeze Art Week where we had over 120 people that attended. Uh, we had a movie evening in Cape Town earlier this year uh, at the Labia where I think the Labia seats 186 and I think we could have filled it three times. So I think for us it's you know, it gets back to sharing a passion and, and doing something slightly differently with our clients and not just coming in as a sponsor but coming as, in a, as a partner with the Cape Town Art Fair and, and kind of going on that journey with our clients and actually having a bit of fun with them in a, in a world that's become kind of topsy-turvy and crazy.
0: Art's an illiquid asset, of course. I mean, I suppose if you've got one of the pieces of work from the artists like Irma Stern and the other, others that you mentioned earlier, it would probably not be on the market for too long. But generally, art is illiquid. So you've got to bear that in mind when having a look at art as an investment. What, what sort of percentage of a portfolio should you allocate, not just to art, but to alternative forms of investment? It might be a vintage car. It might be an artwork. So just give us an idea from a portfolio construction point of view. What should be allocated?
1: Yeah, I think, Lindsay, if you had to kind of give a number and kind of hold in, in just cold lights a day, you'd just probably be looking at 5 to 10% of the portfolio. And I think you're 100% correct, you know, like, like kind of private equity and, and like venture capital. and These are illiquid assets, and I suppose when you want to sell them, often is not exactly the best time to sell them. And so one has to be conscious of that. Generally, I, I got a statistic the other day that the average piece of art is held for, for 27 years, so when people buy stuff they generally are not buying it to sell it, they generally are buying it to, to hold it and, and I think in some respects kind of be, in the, be the custodian for the next generation. And I must say I've been very fortunate that I've got two boys and the one in particular has really loved this journey with me and you know for him nothing nice is is, is coming with me to an art fair or spending a Saturday morning with me going to the galleries and to me that's you know that's true wealth i mean i can't i can't that's i can't get a better return anywhere than that
0: Mm, Very well said. European galleries and museums this year have been in the news very recently, in fact, the last few months, because they are returning art, particularly to places like Africa. And now I have my own views on whether they should do that or shouldn't do that or whether they should be shared. But the point is, it's again brought African art to the fore and made people aware of it. Um, How important is African art in the big scheme of things these days? I mean, we can talk about Hockney, we can talk about Da Vinci, but what about African art?
1: It's interesting you raise that because I was thrilled to be asked by Growth Point and the PRC to represent him as their second trustee on Zeitz the museum on the order front, which is the biggest representative of African art on the continent. And in its first year, we didn't know how many people to expect. We had 350,000 people that came through the doors. Interestingly enough, over 100,000 free access and a large proportion of that were school kids and and used for educational purposes which i think is also absolutely wonderful in terms of hopefully what we can do for the country going forward and what we're seeing from that and what we're seeing in terms of the visitors coming here there is a huge amount of interest in african art Uh, we're not only seeing it here but we're seeing it in terms of art fairs around the world be it in in london paris new york Marrakesh, I mean all over we've seen you know African art popping up everywhere and generally you know viewing it maybe because of our exchange rate maybe because of other things as particularly undervalued. So again you know if if, if one's looking at an opportunity in that space you know we've seen Chinese art rally, we've seen Indian art rally, you know you've seen African art hardly rally besides a few of the big names like Kentridge, Dumas and a couple of others, you know, African art is still relatively inexpensive and the interesting thing is, you know, out of South Africa, out of Zimbabwe, out of other parts of Africa, we have produced, if you look back over the years, some amazingly talented artists
0: yeah so what you're saying is in a nutshell because it's underinvested in it might present an opportunity i know when you mentioned china the reason that the chinese art is doing so well at the moment is because wealthy chinese individuals are bringing art back chinese art back not at any price but at certainly very glamorous prices could that happen in africa absolutely final question how do we start to invest in art i mean i'll give you a story of my own now and you'll think i'm ridiculous i was in antwerp not so long ago and I went past a taxidermist the most beautiful shop you've ever seen in your life these people to me were artists and I saw a duck there and I bought a duck a taxidermed if that's the right term a stuffed duck it was so beautiful and I'm sitting looking at it now and it gives me a great deal of joy so I invested in art in my own little way because I liked it is that the way we should invest in art give us some tips please
1: well Lindsay I think you know to me you've hit the nail on the head the first thing for me is you know if people say what are you they invest in and I don't believe There are no such things as experts. I mean, even with the stock market, the ones you think you get right some of the time, you get wrong, the ones that, uh, you know, as we know. You've got to buy what you like. First and foremost, you know, yes, you can consult with people and yes, you can be influenced by galleries and yes, you can be influenced by... What you read, and, and they, but you, at the end of the day, you know you've got to live with it, and you've got to buy what you like. And like you're sitting here, doing this interview, looking at the piece you bought a short while ago, and getting incredible pleasure out of it. You know, to me, that is, to me, that's your real return on the investment. Um, I think once you you like it, yes, you want to try and eliminate some of the risk. And I think today, you know, there's so much research you can do on the internet there's so much you can do you can talk to people and I think you just need to kind of go to the galleries go to the auctions and look online and prices get a feel for what you're doing and enjoy that journey and it is a wonderful journey you meet as I said terrific people that share a common passion and you can have a lot of fun with it
0: and of course, you can start at the Investec Cape Town Art Fair. Just briefly, tell us the logistics of the art fair. When is it? How do you get tickets, etc.?
1: It's middle of February. I think it starts the 14th of February,
0: Thursday, and finishes the Sunday. I look forward to. It. I shall be there, Jonathan. Thank you very much for your insight, your time. Jonathan Block is the joint head of Investec Wealth in Cape Town. The views
1: expressed are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily represent the views of the firm and should not be taken as advice or recommendation. Investec Specialist Bank, a division of Investec Bank Limited, is a registered credit provider.